Night Moves, an exploration of contemporary sexuality. Night Moves is a weekly radio sex talk show. Each week we bring you current research and sexuality, a guest interview. After that, we'll answer questions from listeners like you. I'm your host, Ann Hardy. As a registered nurse, I talk to male patients about erectile dysfunction. I'm Kay Crow, ASEX certified sex therapist in private practice and local sexpert to those who are curious. I'm Ray, your friendly man about town. I'm a guy who's been around the block a bunch of times, and I'm here to share opinions to help get you laid and keep you safe. Welcome to Night Moves, an exploration of contemporary sexuality. This week, we're exploring non-surgical vaginal rejuvenation. Our guest is Lori Old Hudak, a women's health nurse practitioner. She's going to share her experiences working in female gynecology, and then we'll answer your questions from email. Working on a night moves, trying to make some front page driving news. Working on a night moves. Welcome to Night Moves, an exploration of contemporary sexuality. This week, we're exploring vaginal rejuvenation. Vaginal rejuvenation, what does that mean? Becoming tight and virginal again? Some say vontouring is the answer, having your vulva and labia sculpted to meet some perceived society's standard of beauty. Some manufacturers promote devices to rejuvenate the vagina. These manufacturers heavily promote lasers, heat, and electric devices for symptoms related to vaginal atrophy, menopause, sexual function, and appearance. Cosmetic spa treatments for advertised, quote, vaginal health, unquote, are popular among younger women. Those therapies often involve probes into the vagina, are sold to women on the promise that they'll tighten and refresh vaginas. They claim it builds collagen and elasticity for female intimate parts. But they have risks and side effects, including vaginal burns, scarring, painful sex, reoccurring or chronic pain, and this is reported by the FDA. These devices destroy or reshape vaginal tissue ouch, which the manufacturers say can solve problems. The FDA disagrees with this claim, and this is based on an August 2018 report from the FDA. The problem is that there is no actual research to prove that these devices work at all, says Dr. Glassberg, past president of the American Society of Plastic Surgeons. I knew a woman, I had seen her a few years ago, and she told me that she was using this vaginal probe that electrically shocked the vagina in order to make it tighter. And she told me it seemed to be really working. And then I ran to her recently, and she told me that her vagina had totally prolapsed. The vagina had fallen in on each other and then out of the vagina. After she told me, I didn't think about it at the time, but later I wondered if it was related to that vaginal probe she was using. 
So the pursuit of the perfect vagina has given rise to a slew of treatments meant to help women re-sculpt their genitals by sidestepping the scalpel and anesthesia associated with plastic surgery. And now, with the blast from the past, douching, which was so popular in the 50s, 60s, has gone from using antiseptics. Actually, the antiseptic Lysol was invented for douching. So it's gone from antiseptics to what sounds like a recipe for tadiki sauce. Lemon juice, yogurt, garlic, cucumber, and oregano oil are now being applied to the vaginas. But this is some of the celebrity effect on vaginas. You know, they stopped using vinegar when they had too many cases of pickled tongue coming around. (laughs) (laughs) They found that in douching, you wash away all the normal flora and you're more subject to infection. So I'm glad that's gone, but it seems to be coming back. Particularly the celebrity effect on vaginas, Khloe Kardashian suggests slathering the vagina in and out with vitamin E oil. That's not good. Well, I mean, she's no expert, Exactly. And then Gwyneth Paltrow came up with a device that you put in the toilet and then you sit on the toilet and you steam your vagina. Again, no effect. And I just think to Gwyneth Paltrow... You need to leave vaginas alone. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be tasteless, odorless, and colorless by the time you're done with it. It's going to be like food in an old folks' home. <laughs> Keep steaming it, Gwyneth. Some women seeking vaginal rejuvenation are looking to return to their former virginal state. Some women have gone through difficult childbirth. Some experience vaginal tearing that has changed how their vagina looks and feels. Others are experiencing sexual difficulty in the aftermath of menopause. Something they all have in common is they don't like how their vulva looks. I just wondered if it's the influence of porn. You used to not think anything of pubic hair, and now it's like, ugh, can't have any of that. And I wonder to our guy, Ray. Is the external appearance of the vulva, vagina, really important to a man? Well, I've never personally come across one that was an absolute train wreck of any sort. You know, I usually try to be very accepting of every vagina, and I'm always grateful whenever they're presented to me. I try to make sure that uh, the person presenting it knows I'm appreciative and that it's. Be- I accept it as a beautiful thing. We're all how we are. We're all made how we are, and if your vagina's healthy then it's beautiful to me. I I have to wonder if all this focus on what the vulva looks like is women trying to look at their own bodies through the lens of how they think men look at them. There's definitely a patriarchal influence on, on the way women think about their bodies. Right. It's and like, I'm sure that it doesn't stop with the vagina. <laughs> you know, I have to recreate this part of my body that's so important to a male as if that's the only part of her that he's interested in and you have to make it beautiful and attractive so he'll just be drawn to your vulva vagina well not just beautiful it's also a result of ageism and thinking the thinking that unless it's youthful no man is going to be interested in it now there's always going to be somebody interested in a vagina there you go Yeah, a lot of that gray pubic hair may be a (sighs) turnoff. You can dye it, shave it. Many seek to remake their vaginas into what they think is the societal idea of what a vagina should look like. 
So where does this come from, this dislike of our genitals? Does it come from a centuries-old culture that shames women about their vaginas? In not many years past, a vagina just needed to be clean and functional. Most were fine the way they are. Unfortunately, some people think vaginas must be scrubbed to be considered clean, stripped of hair to be considered beautiful, and re-sculpted to be considered virginal. As well, women are taught to be ashamed about the unique odor of the vagina. They also feel that the external part needs to be nipped and tucked that the vagina we were born with is somehow not good enough. A vagina that smells like a field of lavender may not be a healthy one after all. The best way to take care of a vagina, coming from a guy, is to just wash it like any other part of the body. No special chemicals or tzatziki sauce are required. Everyone should hold on to their cash and just leave your vaginas alone. So what are your closing thoughts about vaginal rejuvenation? The perfect vulva and vagina is best and beautiful when it's healthy. And that's really all that matters. I had one female bisexual friend tell me, if you've seen one vagina, you've seen them all. I disagree. I think they're all lovely in their own unique ways. Yeah, so why this tendency towards homogenization? Like, they all have to look. Perfect. Like a porn star. Right. I think it's the flaws in people that make them most wonderfully human. Also, the British Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology did a study where they recruited 657 white, healthy, not pregnant women between the ages of 15 and 84. And this study was to look at, I guess, the average shape and size of vaginas. And what they learned is that there's no such thing as the perfect vagina. Stay tuned. Coming up next is our guest, Lori Old Hudak. She's a women's health nurse practitioner, and she's going to share with us her thoughts on vaginas, their health and maintenance. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Night Moves, an exploration of contemporary sexuality. And we're talking about sex all kinds of sex, some serious, some lighthearted. And then we answer your questions that our listeners send in from email. Please send us your questions and comments to nightmovesksym at gmail.com. After that, we'll answer questions from listeners like you. And then we'll answer your questions from email. Welcome to Night Moves, an exploration of contemporary sexuality. This week, my guest is Lori Old Hudak. She practices at Blue Bonnet OB Gin in San Antonio, Texas. Thanks so much for being on Night Moves, Lori. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Our topic today is non-surgical vaginal rejuvenation, but mainly we want to talk about vaginal health. I'm going to talk just a little bit about the female anatomy. It kind of always frustrates me that I hear on TV or popular culture, they refer to the whole genital region in women as the vagina. It's actually more than the vagina. 
It's everything that's between your legs. The outside part that you see when you say first take your clothes off where the hair grows, people call that a vagina and it kind of frustrates me. The whole area is called the vulva. It is the general term for that particular area of the body. You break it down further by having the clitoris, the labia, the labia majora, the labia minora, and then the vaginal opening, which is called the introitus. Good. I want to make sure we have our anatomy. So when we talk about the vagina, the opening where the baby comes through or the part that is frequently used for sexual activity, you have a kind of guideline for people about looking at it. I encourage my patients to get a mirror. I think everyone should get a mirror and take a look in the privacy of your own bedroom or your bathroom if you choose. But look at the parts because you don't know what's normal if you don't see it. Um, A lot of times I'll have people come in and they'll complain, it's something's not right. Well, have you looked? No, it just doesn't feel right. So I always encourage women to look. And on my teenagers, when they come in for the first time, I give them a mirror and we go over the parts. I identify the clitoris and the labia and the vaginal opening. Yeah, I'm surprised about the women who've never looked at their genitals. As you say, how do you know if there's a problem or how they've changed if you have never looked at them? In popular culture, you see for consumers different kind of devices to promote vaginal rejuvenation. Uh, They're usually heat, laser, different kinds of probes, electricity. And then some people go for the cosmetic like spa treatments that they say promote vaginal health for young people. What do people need to do to maintain their healthy vagina? The vagina is its own biosphere. You really don't have to do anything. You know, take a bath. Don't put soap on the vulva. Um, You can wash down the mons pubis and let the water run down. But as far as doing anything, you really don't have to do anything. It's kind of like maintenance-free, just need to clean it. It's going to be fine. Pretty much. Now, I know with older women, there gets to be a problem with lubrication. And sometimes young women have problem with lubrication. Could you talk about those? Okay. As, as you age, as you're a menopausal woman, the vagina dries because there's a lack of estrogen. So it takes longer to get your sexual response. You have to spend more time on foreplay. When women are super dry and they don't want to use any kind of estrogen, they could try an oil, olive oil, canola oil it's an emollient and you want to just kind of massage it into the tissues because it loses its elasticity for younger women when they're dry during sex it's because they're really not spending enough time on foreplay you need to have the arousal you need to have the the good thoughts that turn you on because then you lubricate and people do result to using lubrication Uh, personal lubricants are a big market i don't recommend water-based I recommend the um, silicone because silicone is much slicker. It doesn't become gummy, whereas the water base does. And if you use a premium silicone, you can use three to five drops and you're good to go. In the last maybe 20 years or so, there seems to be a lot more emphasis on the external look of the vulva, such as removing the hair, People want to have the labiaplasty to, re, to redo their labia because it maybe sticks out too far. I think it's probably a lot of influence about porn. 
The only time you really need to have a labiaplasty or a reduction in the labia is when it's very, the term we use is flowery, when it's large. Some young girls will have a really large labia and it gets caught in their underwear and it's uncomfortable if they play sports. Everyone has their own perception of what their vagina labia should look like. And it's not, you're right, it's probably porn that does it. Yeah, when I was growing up, you didn't really think that much about it. You know, there was hair down there, and that was about it. But do you ever have women coming in and, like, ask for labiaplasties to reduce the labia just for cosmetic reasons? I have not. I think my physician probably has. I've had the conversation with several and told them under what conditions a labiaplasty would be appropriate. Maybe six months ago, I got a question into the show, and they asked about the labia because it was a guy saying he just loves those big flowery meaty labias and do other people like that and when he met a girl that had that she was like real embarrassed of it but he really dug it to each their own i think that your body is your body we are all created in a different way and no two labias no two vaginas no two areas of genitalia look the same they're individual there was a study and I forgot where it was published, but I think it was in the UK and they actually went and observed and measured like a thousand women's genitals and found out there's no two alike. The variety is endless. So we should love our bodies and love ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. As we're talking about vaginas, is there anything that I forgot to ask that you would like to impart to our listeners? There are a lot of things on the market that people are trying. Basically, you don't need to put anything in the vagina. You don't need to perfume it. You don't need to douche because it is its own biosphere. And if you douche, you wash away the normal flora and fauna that live in the vagina. If you have a problem with odor, you can take a baking soda bath. If the odor's gone, then it was lactobacillus. If the odor's still there, go see your provider. You might have a bacterial vaginosis. Don't waste your money on the over-the-counter things. Your physician will treat you and be able to tell you what's going on. You can take a probiotic if you're really worried about vaginal health. They were originally developed for the colon, but they work very nicely for the vagina. And is that the yogurt, or would you recommend taking the little pill? I'd recommend taking a pill. I don't recommend putting yogurt in the vagina. Supposedly, some of the brands, you can eat the yogurt, and it's supposed to get probiotic. The yogurt has acidophilus in it, and acidophilus is good for yeast. I'm a, I love yogurt anyway. It's good for your calcium, for your bones. I love it, too. It's been so nice to chat with you about vaginas. You could write your own vagina monologues, I'm sure. And do you have any closing thoughts? I think that people need to learn to, to look. Don't be afraid to look. It's your body. It's yours 24-7. You need to know what your parts look like. And that way, when something happens that doesn't feel right, you know whether or not it's something that should be there or shouldn't be there. Always rely on your healthcare provider. They're a good resource. Go have your annual exam. Take care of yourself. I think that those are probably the most important things. It's been really informative. Thank you so much for being on Night Moves. Can you share any contact information if people have other questions or want to come see you? Sure. My office is at 4499 Medical Drive, Suite 140. Our phone number is 210-698-0742. And our website is www.bluebonnetobgyn.com. And ask for Lori Old Hudak. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you. Thank you. Stay tuned. We'll answer your questions from email. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Night Moves KSYM Radio. Night Moves, answering the questions you don't want to ask. Email us at nightmovesksym at gmail.com. Please include your age and gender. Names will not be disclosed. Sorry for your son's loss, but I'm here to discuss his organ donation. I don't know. He never said. Don't leave this difficult decision to your family in their time of grief. Tell them your wishes to be an organ donor. Register to be a donor at the Department of Motor Vehicles when you renew your driver's license. Or register online at registerme.org. Give the gift of life. Answer your questions from email. The question is from a male in his 40s. What does it mean when someone says they want to stretch out on you? Hmm, I'm not really sure, Ray. Well, first off, that's a compliment no matter who that comes from, because they're alluding that you're big enough to be stretched out on firstly. Secondly, what that means, in my opinion, is that they have a part of themselves that they would like you to stretch out for them with intercourse. I don't know. I think I think it also alludes to like damaging somebody, like a like a vagina gets stretched out. Yeah. Um. It's it's about um. They like, want to they want to damage you. Yeah. Like I want to beat your guts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you think that it's kind of a compliment, like their penis is so big that they're gonna stretch it out. Absolutely. And even if it's not saying that your penis is big, it's saying that they want to do stuff on your penis to the point where it stretches them out, which is also a compliment. Which is like, I want to have super vigorous sex. There's no way to take that badly. Just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Just take it. The question is from a male in his 20s. My girlfriend had a miscarriage and seems to be depressed. I've been ignoring it. Should I address it? And how do I go about opening a dialogue without making her feel worse? Absolutely, you should open the door and discuss it. At least let her know that you don't have any negative feelings and that you just want her to talk about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, It's no good to ignore it. The first thing you can do is just make an observation you seem really sad. Can I do anything? And ask questions, ask reflective questions and just offer to just tell her I'm here for you, whatever you need. And say, you haven't talked very much about your miscarriage and try to open the door and get her to verbalize about it. I don't know how long she's been your girlfriend, if the baby was yours or if you were trying. Mm-hmm. If it was yours and you were trying, maybe offer to try again. If it wasn't yours, fire flowers. Yeah. And Rem- just try to listen and support her and don't judge. Yeah. And remember, she's going to be hormonal until her body 
returns to homeostasis, so that can really impact her mood. And a miscarriage is only a temporary issue unless the doctors told her that she's never going to be able to bear fruit again. So it's, it's uh, something that she can be brought out of. And the doctors will tell you that right after a miscarriage, you are really, it's really easy to get pregnant again. So once you do start having sex, please use protection. The question is from a female in her 20s. I had an abortion almost 10 years ago. Although I feel it made the responsible decision, I have a lot of shame about it. Is this normal? And what should I do with all the negative feelings about it? Well, I also had an abortion. It was much longer ago than 10 years. But I think that one of the best things you can do is have a releasing ritual. Something that is meaningful to you that's going to look different for each person. But something that helps you let go of the possibility of that child, whatever the situation was at the time, maybe it was the relationship, um, because every abortion story is different. Every reason is different, but it's all valid. And if, if a ritual doesn't do much for you, then talk to a therapist or join a support group. I also had an abortion in 1976 when I was in college and I didn't have any guilt and shame because I feel like that procedure saved my life. Absolutely. I did not want to be tied to that guy. I did not want to drop out of school and have a baby at that time. So I felt like it saved my life. And I think the guilt that we feel is a lot of shame having to do with our society. Mm-hmm. And Kay and I were just discussing that if more women came out and admitted they had abortions, I think it might go a long way to reduce the stigma and the shame. We should have a I chose movement. Our next question is from a teenager, 16. I lost my virginity about six months ago, and I've continued to razor shave my pubic hair like I have for years. Since having sex, I've noticed countless tiny pimples covering my pubic region, coming out of all the hair follicles. I am researching what could be, and I haven't found what it is. Is this for sure an STD? No, it's probably more likely to be folliculitis. Check your razor. Use a new razor head. Make sure that you've sterilized your razor using like barbicide or alcohol after you use it every time and keep your razors clean and don't share them. Is this a problem that men have on their face? Absolutely. Also, did you change the shaving gel or lotion that you've used? Maybe you're allergic to it. And are you using enough shaving gel or lotion to shave yourself? And you're not irritating the skin more. Yeah, you're not trying to turn it into an old catcher's mitt by dry shaving it. It's not a good idea. So our advice is to maybe lay off shaving the mons, the front part, and just concentrate on the lips where you have the additional sensation. And you can just trim it by scissors the front. Love jumping into cool, clear water or floating on the waves? 
be a mermaid or merman against plastics. Our precious oceans are in danger from the bottles we leave behind, and we're swimming in a sea of plastic. When you visit the beach, take reusable water bottles and say no to single-use plastics. Maybe even pick up litter while strolling along the shore. For more ways to help, contact Greenpeace.org or the World Wildlife Fund at WWF.org. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about sex, baby. Catch up on past episodes on Mixcloud.com slash KSYM. Good night, and I hope you find yourself in bed with a book you love or someone who's already read one. Hey, y'all, have a great night. Don't do anything I wouldn't do, but if you're going to do it, do it safe. Good night. Have a fabulous week, and tune in next week to Night Moves. Exploration of Contemporary Sexuality. Good night, all. Working on our night moves Trying to make some front page driving news Working on our night moves